here to study your word. Lord, we receive clear understanding of your word tonight in the name of Jesus. And Lord, it leaves us better prepared, what with greater desires to flow forth, to flow in the things of the Spirit, even as we learn more of you. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. Um, let's turn our Bibles to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. 1 Corinthians 12. Last week we began to look at this topic concerning spirituals. Okay. Verse 1, it says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, in the uh, the word gifts there, like I said, is it's not in the original. It means uh, it's better rendered concerning spirituals or concerning spiritual things. The NIV puts it well. It says concerning now concerning spiritual things. Okay, so things that have to do with the Spirit of God. Hallelujah. Why do we need to study that? It's very important for us to study about the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to give us two reasons. Uh, two reasons come to mind this evening. Number one, Acts chapter 2. Why do we need to study about the things of the Spirit? Acts chapter 2, verse uh, 17. Uh, let's go to verse 38. Verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promises unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So the Bible tells us that we have received the gifts. The word gift here is, is the word dorion in the Greek, which means something that you were given without you working for it. Okay? Praise God. It's something that you have given. You did not work for it. You didn't labor for it. That you are given as a gift. Okay, so the Bible calls the Holy Ghost the gifts that we received at salvation. So that you have the Holy Ghost means that you have that you that you have the remission of sins. Praise God. Look at verse seventeen. It says uh, when uh, on the day of uh, on the day of Pentecost, Bible says that Peter, Peter quoted the prophet Joel, and he said, "It shall come to pass in the last days I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh, that is upon all of humanity." Okay, so he says, "Then your sons, your and your daughters will prophesy, your young men will see visions, your old men will dream dreams." Okay, so. So we see that on the day of Pentecost, the, day the Holy Ghost was given or they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, began to speak with other tongues. 
So we have the Holy Ghost as a gift given to us. And if he has been given to us as a gift, then it means we need to learn about him so that we can maximize his ministry in our lives, his purpose in our lives. So you and I have got to learn about the Holy Ghost. That's why he said concerning spirituals, I don't want you to be ignorant. <clears throat> so there is a lot, I mean, to, be, to learn about him. Jesus said he was going to give the Holy Ghost, right, after resurrection. And so we've got to learn about him. Now we've got to, with our, what we, we, we there's and so much to learn about him about his office about his ministry about his operation about his place in our lives he's not only there to guide us he's not only there to lead us he is he's so much to us but there's so there's also the operations the active operation of the spirit of god in the life of every believer look at it verse 17 he said your your, your sons and daughters shall prophesy. So which means uh, that when the Spirit of God, the, the presence of the Spirit of God in our lives uh, enables us uh, right, uh, to, 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 to engage in uh, uh, inspired utterance. Praise God. So which means uh, when a person uh, is born again, uh, the, the, he receives the Holy Ghost uh, and uh, with the giving of the Holy Ghost, he already has, right, the ability to prophesy, to speak in inspired utterance. So which means that the believer should regularly engage in inspired utterance. Or else, why would the Spirit be there? Why would it, he said, he said, your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. So that will speak under inspiration, will speak they will engage in inspired utterance. Hallelujah. So Paul said, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Said that in Colossians chapter 3 and, and, and in uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 5. So we are, the believer ought to engage in inspired utterance regularly that is one of the things that that is one of the benefits of of having the holy ghost on the inside of us on the day of pentecost what was the first thing that was affected it was their tongues it was their speech it was what they said rather they began to speak with tongues as the holy ghost gave them ability so when Paul says, don't ignore it, I don't want you to be ignorant. Remember what I shared with us last week, what it means to be ignorant. Two things. One is either you don't know at all or you know and you are neg neg neglecting it. You are saying, I don't want to participate in it. I don't want to participate in it. That is another form of ignorance. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let's see 1 Corinthians 14. Look at how Paul, what Paul's an instruction that Paul gives, uh, 1 Corinthians 14 and in verse 30, 38. Praise God. In verse 38, the King James Version says, uh, but if anyone ignore, is ignorant, let him be ignorant still. What actually, in the NIV, the NIV puts it better. 
it says if anyone ignores this they will they will themselves be ignored how do i know why do i say look say say this look at verse 37 he said if anyone thinks they are prophets or they are spiritual right let them acknowledge what i am writing to you that is the lord's command so in other words if you say you are spiritual who is a spiritual person two two ways to define the spiritual person one that number one one that has the spirit if you've got the holy ghost on the inside of you then you are spiritual then number two one that gives himself to the things of the spirit according to what paul writes here he said if you think that you are a prophet or you are spiritual then acknowledge that what i'm saying to you is the lord's command what's a command a command is something that you have to carry out a command is an activity is some is 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 an order that you have been given to carry out so he's saying that if you're a spiritual person will not ignore the things of the spirit rather he will carry them out he will exercise himself in them he will see it as a command he said but if anyone ignores this that person is not acting spiritual he said they should be ignored so which means paul is giving an instruction here that in the body of christ in the local assembly anyone who ignores deliberately decides that mm, i don't want to have any part in all these things that they are too they are too spooky for me right he said he said ignore that person in other words don't let that person influence you otherwise praise god he said ignore that person he said therefore my brothers and sisters be eager to prophesy so in other words be eager to flow in the things of the spirit so any brother or any sister who is not eager, who does not develop the eagerness to flow in the things of the Spirit, he said, ignore that person. Don't, if you don't ignore that person, that person can influence you. He can influence you otherwise. Hallelujah. So, it means that the things of the Spirit, they are not a joke. He says, well, you know, well, the Holy Spirit came so that I can get born again, but ah, there is life within the veil. There is life after the salvation experience there is so much more there are depths uh, that god uh, wants to to get us into and so he says uh, don't be ignorant it means uh, you've got to enrich yourself uh, in the knowledge of the things of the spirit hallelujah so he said anyone if you if you say you're a prophet or you're a spiritual person, he said you've got to acknowledge what I'm saying as a command from the Lord. This is the Lord's command. So when he says don't be ignorant, it is the Lord's command. Praise God. Hallelujah. He said so. He said, he said uh, concerning spiritual gifts, uh, I don't want you to be ignorant. Look at Ephesians. Uh, 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 look at Ezekiel. Let's look at Ezekiel chapter 36. Ezekiel 36. Praise God. Ezekiel chapter 36. Let's go there. Uh, praise God. Praise Ezekiel chapter 36. Where are you? Okay. Yeah. 
verse 26. Okay. It says, a new heart I will give to you. Or let's go to verse 26, 27. He said, I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and you will keep my judgments and do them. Did you see that? He said, in, in, the, in that day, right, in the day of the new covenant, he will put his spirit within us. Right, and his spirit will now give us the ability, right, to walk in his statutes. So, have you received the Holy Ghost? If you have, when did you receive the Holy Ghost? When you got born again, with the Holy Ghost, is the ability to walk in the spiritual is the ability to walk according to the statutes of God. When you say statutes of God, you're not saying, oh, he's not talking about, he's not just talking about Ten Commandments. No, that's not what he's talking about. Praise God. The things that the Spirit of God will enable you to do. Listen, there are people who are keeping the Ten Commandments and they don't have the Spirit of God. Yeah. There are unbelievers who will never lie to you. In fact, you say, yeah, you can trust them. There are unbelievers who will never steal anybody's money. Who will never steal any, take anything that doesn't belong to them. There are unbelievers who will do that. Um, after all, look at, remember the rich young ruler that came to meet Jesus. Do you know? When he told him that, oh, that he said he has kept all, all the commandments. Jesus cried. Jesus didn't fault him. Jesus didn't say that, oh, that's a lie. Praise God. So, Keeping the Ten Commandments is not the only thing the Holy Ghost <laughs> is not the reason why the Holy Ghost he said, he said, he, he will, your statutes, you will keep my judgments, and then you will carry them out. So God's judgments are in the New Testament, yeah, will be the things that enable that the whole that that the Holy Spirit come when he comes on the inside of you, enables you to do. Praise God. And part of it is speaking. Joel chapter 2. He said, your sons and daughters will prophesy. On, uh, in, no, in, 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 and we saw that. Look at Numbers chapter 11. Look at Numbers chapter 11. Numbers 11. Something happened there. And verse... Uh, yeah. Verse 28. Let's read, let's so that you know the, the background of the story. Verse 24. Moses went out and told the people the words of God and gathered 70 men and elders of the people and set them around round about the tabernacle. And the Lord came down in a cloud and spoke to him and took of the spirit that was upon him and gave it unto the 70 elders. And it came to pass that when the spirit rested upon them, they did what? They prophesied and did not cease. Did you see? When the spirit of God came upon him, what did they do? They prophesied. So there must be something about this prophesying. It must be a big thing in the kingdom of God. And then 
verse 28, and Joshua the son of man, none, the servant of Moses, one of his young men, answered and said, okay, or let's read verse 27, and there ran a young man and told Moses and said, elder that Medad do prophesy in the camp. Those guys were not there among them, um, you know. And then Joshua the son of Nun, the servant of Moses, one of the young men answered and said, my Lord Moses, forbid them, stop them from prophesying. Does that look like Second Corinthians <laughs> chapter chapter uh, chapter forty? Praise God, you know, or chapter twelve rather. He said where he said that don't for, he said forbid not prophesying. Okay, no, no, no. That's the first Corinthians five. And Moses said unto him, Envious thou for my sake? Would God look at what Moses said? Would God that all the Lord's people were prophets, and that uh, the Lord will put His Spirit upon them? Did you see that? He said, "Hey, Moses, why are you? I mean, sorry, uh, Joshua, why are you beefing because of me? <laughs> this is what God would like. This is the kind of thing God would like. Look, let me read from this." Uh, other translation he said and moses replied are you are you are you jealous for my sake i wish that all the lost people were prophets and that the lord would put his spirit on them did you see that so prophesying for the believer if Moses could wish this, I mean, Moses wished this in the new, in the old covenant, and God said that He was going to give us His Spirit, and we will do what? We will prophesy with it. That is, we will speak by inspiration. So, which means that when it, look, Acts chapter two, He said, "In the last days," let me let you know, the last days is not talking about the time when Jesus Christ is going to come. No, it refers when you see the last days in the New Testament. Uh, most of the time, uh, it's actually referring uh, to the time uh, at the, the com when the completion of uh, the redemptive worker, you know, by Jesus Christ was carried out. The resurrection began the last days. The completion of the work of Jesus. Praise God. I says, in the last days, I will pour out my spirit. John chapter 7, verse 37. When Jesus rose up and said, and screamed, everyone that drinks, that is thirsty, let him come and drink. And John said, This spake he of the Holy Ghost, which uh, he was, uh, who, who had not come at that time, right? Which he was going to give to everyone, right? But the Holy Ghost had not come at that time. Why? Because Jesus had not been glorified. When was Jesus glorified? Jesus was glorified at, in the resurrection. Hallelujah. So, so, so the last days refer to the completion, right? Or the glorification of Jesus after the completion of the work of redemption. That's the last days. Praise God. So it said, so, and we are in the last days. You know, so we are in the last days because Jesus has finished the work and the Holy Ghost has been given. What's the purpose? He said they will prophesy. Amen. Let's go back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Hallelujah. So when he says in verse 31, but covet, 
The word covet there means to earnestly desire. You see why you should earnestly desire? Moses said I, that I wish that all of God's people, including you. So which means that speaking under inspiration is not just for some few people. Hallelujah. It's not just for some few people. If you can speak with other tongues, you can prophesy. Because it's for all of God's sons and daughters. So if you are not prophesying, right? If you are not prophesying, then it means that you are not, a, you are not engaging yourself in the benefits of the presence of the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Now, another reason why it's so important, every one of us, praise God, every believer should earnestly desire to prophesy. Earnestly desire to prophesy. I say it again. Earnestly desire to speak under inspiration by the Spirit of God. Now, how can I do that? I've got the Holy Ghost. You are alive unto God. You are alive unto God. Romans chapter 6 tells us that, that you are alive unto God. Because you are alive unto God, then it means that you can flow with Him. Amen. Hallelujah. Now back to, let's back to uh, 1 Corinthians 12. Let's go to the um, verse 4. Okay, it says, Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same spirit. Now, the word diversities means difference, differences, or different. There are different kinds. Okay, there are diversities of gifts. The word gifts there is the word, it's not the word Dorian that we saw in uh, Acts chapter 2. Is the word charisma, which means an endowment. There are different endowments, but the same spirit. Then there are differences of administrations, verse 5, but the same law. Let's focus a bit on this. Amen. He said there are differences of gifts. In other words, say is the same spirit. Someone says, "Oh, no! What I have uh, uh, is uh, uh, okay. What I have is different from what you have." No, that's not what he's saying there. Take note; he's focusing on the spirit. In other words, there are different ways the Holy Spirit will want to uh, manifest the endowments. Who is the source of all the endowments? It's the Holy Ghost. Who is the source of your endowments? It's the Holy Ghost. So, do you have him? Yes. If you have him, then every believer has access to the various endowments. Are the endowments separate from the Holy Ghost? No. It's the same spirit. Praise God. It's the same spirit. So some people say, oh, you know, my own my own endowment is prophecy, is to prophesy. My own endowment is tongues. No. You have the Holy Ghost. Right? 
and so you you can actually flow in any of any of his endowments he can use you for any of the endowments why look at verse 7 the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit The Amplified says, for the profit of all. So why will he not? I mean, if he can't find somebody else to use, and you give yourself to him, he will, what, is the, what, 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 what is his goal? For the profit of all. Is that people will be blessed. So why will he not want to hold it and say, oh, uh, uh, because... Paul does not have this endowment. I won't bless that person. No. Look at Saul. I mean, Saul was, that's King Saul. King Saul went among the prophets and decided to prophesy. Praise God. A donkey. Level. Word of knowledge <laughs> came out of a donkey. A Balaam. Praise God. You know, a donkey. God, the word had his eyes open. If a donkey could have his eyes open, if God could use a donkey, how much more his children? Why would he not say, "Oh, oh, because you are not uh, 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 filled with uh, what do you call it? You are not filled with a, a particular gift. Therefore, I will not." No, God wants to reach everybody. So, anyone that can yield or give himself to to him, right? He will use. Because he wants the profit of everyone. He wants the benefit for everyone. He wants to bless. Hallelujah. So, which means that you don't count yourself. Why am I saying this? You don't count yourself out that, oh, in this church, no, you know, this, these are the spirit people. No. It means you have been the ignorant one. It means that you are not acknowledging this as the Lord's command. If it's the Lord's command, then we give ourselves to it. Praise God. For example, it is the Lord's command that we should uh, love one another. So what do we do? We, we endeavor to love one another, to walk in love towards one another because it's the Lord's command. And you know, whatever the Lord commands, He gives us the ability to. We have the nature of God on the inside of us. We have the nature of love on the inside of us. So when He commands us to love, we walk in love out of our nature. And we've got the Holy Ghost on the inside of us. So when He tells us to walk in the things of the Spirit, then it means that we, we, have, we have the endowment, the charisma. Praise God. Just like you have the charisma of love. Love is the nature of God, the eternal life at work on the inside of you. So when you are giving yourself to the things of the Spirit, you are actually letting eternal life flow to bless others. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12 again, verse 31. He said, Convert earnestly the best gifts, and yet I show you a very excellent way. Convert earnestly the best gifts. In other words, hey guys, I want the, 
the gift, Brother Hagen said, the, the, the gifts, the best gift is the gift that is needed for the now. He said, covet it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Covet to, to prophesy, to bless other people. Hallelujah. So he says in verse 5, 1 Corinthians 12, there are differences of administrations. Let's, let me, let's look at that one uh, for a moment. There are differences of administration, this, but the same law. Now, the word administration I told us last week is the word um, diaconio. Yeah, that's the word diaconio. Is a word where you get the word uh, 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 deacon from. Okay? Let's see uh, one or two other places where the word mean, uh, uh, diaconio, this same word, is used in uh, uh, in the Greek. Let's look at uh, uh, Acts chapter 6. Praise God. Acts chapter 6. Acts 6, Acts 6, Acts 6, Acts 6, and verse 1. In those days, okay, when the number of disciples were multiplied, there arose a murmuring of the Christians against the Hebrews because their widows were neglected in the daily ministration. That word ministration, right, is that word diaconia. Okay, in the daily ministration. So, and is the is the word it means to serve in the daily service. Hmm, that tells me something. I just saw this now. It means that hey, if you do not, if you neglect the the things of the spirit, or rather, let me put this this way: there are differences of administrations or differences of ministrations or differences of service. So, when it comes to the things of the spirit, right, it is for service, and we have all to, we have all been called to to serve. So the things of the Spirit, right, is to enable you to serve effectively. So when you are neglecting it, when you, when we neglect it, it means that we are, we are neglecting effective service. It means we will not serve well. So the gifts of the Spirit or the things of the Spirit the spirituals, we ought to learn them so that we can serve more effectively. Look at Acts chapter 6. Then the twelve called the multitude of disciples and said, It is no reason that we should leave the word and serve tables. Wherefore, look among them. Okay? He gave men of honors and full of faith and all that who will appoint over this service. Verse 4. But we will give ourselves continually to prayer and to the ministry is that what ministry is that same word diaconia right that is the service the ministry of the word 
So which that when you are engaged in service, you are serving something. In this case, he said, we are serving the word. Hallelujah. So back to Acts 1 Corinthians chapter 12, when it says that differences of administration, it means differences of services, which means that every one of us uh, with the Holy Ghost wants to use us uh, to for effective service. And we need to learn about the things of the Spirit that will enable us to serve effectively. Hallelujah. Are we all servants? Oh, yes. Have we all been called to minister? Yes. The Bible calls us ministers of the what? The new covenant. We have all been called to serve. So if you are not serving with the gifts of the Spirit or with the, with the, with, with the knowledge of the spirituals, you will not you won't be able to serve effectively. You may serve, but you may not serve effectively. Why serve if you don't serve effectively? If you don't serve effectively, then what is going to happen? Neglect is going to happen. Remember, Acts 6 said they were neglected in the daily ministration. So it means people are not going to be blessed. It means God will not be able to do what he wants to do. Does God want to bless? Yes. But who will he do it through? You and I. But if we don't give ourselves to it, he will not be able to do what? Do what he wants to do. So this thing is serious business. It's serious matter. Hallelujah. So we can't afford to just, just let's say, well, this one doesn't concern me. That's why Paul said, hey guys, hey, 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 hey. If, if, if 1 Corinthians chapter 14, that verse 38 that we read, he said, if any man be ignorant, ignore that person. But you what, brethren, confess to prophesy. Forbid not to speak with tongues. Don't forbid it. Hallelujah. Don't forbid yourself from flowing in, in utterance gifts, in, in prophecy. Don't forbid yourself. Moses says, eh, but I don't know how. Eh, I don't know how to do it. That's why we are doing these teachings. Hallelujah. Do you speak with other tongues? Yes, if you do speak with other tongues, the way you are inspired to speak with other tongues is the same way you are going to be inspired to prophesy. It's the same way you are going to be inspired to, to, to give, to interpret a message in tongues. Like I said, in this study, we are going to be focusing on utterance, on, uh, on utterance gifts. We are going to be focusing on utterance gifts in this study because as a church, we need to enhance that. That needs to become more common amongst us. Hallelujah. He said, because he said, speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. We need to start producing more of those things because they have their place in the ministry of the gospel and ministry to the saints. Or else we will be guilty of neglect. Hallelujah. It means that I should come to your house. Right? I should come to your house. 
and we should not just talk about, you know, carnal things alone. And we can just have quickly have a 20 minutes Holy Ghost meeting. We can just prophesy to one another. Oh, brother, I, I, I think I have a word. Praise God. Let's just pray in tongues a little. I have a word. And then you just, you, you, and, and, and you bless one another with such words. It will bring so much refreshing. You never know what it will do to that person. He says we should do what? We should give ourselves to these things. Say, give yourself wholly to them and your profiting will appear to all. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen. So let's continue. I'm almost rounding up for today because I'm going to be giving us in bits and in bits so that we won't, we won't, we won't, we won't have too much to, to chew. So let's go verse 5. Again, there are differences of administrations or differences of service, but it's the same Lord. Now, take note. He says the same Lord. The same Lord. In other words, why will he use the same Lord? Hallelujah. Glory to God. It means that you are serving under the Lordship of Jesus. You are serving under the service. I mean, you serve someone. A servant serves his master. So the Lord there is talking about you serving the master. There are different ways of service. But who are we serving? We are serving the same master. So to whom we have been given, or we are under obligation to serve him as our Lord. Hallelujah. To serve him as our Lord. It's serious business. There are diversities of operations, but it's the same goal that works all in all. Let's look at that and we'll stop there today. So there are diversities of operation. In other words, the same word, diversities, uh, the same word, uh, 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 the same word, it means difference. Praise God. Now, why, why does it say diversities of operations? It means that you cannot be stereotypic. You cannot be what? You can't be stereotypic. It's the same God that walks. It is God's walk. Hallelujah. How he wants you to operate it, right, may be different per time. So you don't say, no, this is the way I am used to. No. It's the operation of God. He wants to minister through you. Do you know that if you don't minister, God can minister? Mm. Let that sink in. If you and I don't minister, do you know that God can minister? <laughs> oh, that, that, is, that is wonderful. That's how much God depends on us. Did you see that? He said... The, Look at Acts of the Apostle 
Titus, let's see, Acts chapter uh, let me be sure of it now. I think Acts chapter 19. Acts chapter 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, 20, if you don't walk, right? If you don't serve, God can't minister. If you don't minister, God can't do it. He has to use men. Whose ministry it is, is it? Is the ministry of the Lord. Whose operation is it? It is the operation of God. He is the one at work. He is just using you as a vessel. But God cannot walk if the vessel is not yielded. For example, if I go and sleep, ministry stops. Even if God wants to walk, because I'm asleep, He can't, he can't do anything. That's how important this thing is to us. God may want to bless a brother or a sister. God may give you a word. You may see some certain things. You might receive a, a word of knowledge, a word of wisdom concerning someone. And if you keep it, oh, I don't want them to make me, I don't want them to look at me one kind. Oh, I'm not sure whether it is correct or whether it is wrong. I'm not sure whether the person is going to receive it or not. Da, 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 da. What is happening? What's happening? You are neglecting yourselves. And you are not allowing God, right, to walk. Imagine if Ananias, when the Spirit of God spoke to him and told him about Paul, that if you go to the street, call straight. Ananias was arguing with the Lord. Imagine if he had not gone. God will not have been able to use him. God will have to look for somebody else. Imagine if Peter had not gone to Cornelius' house. Thank God he was yielded. While he was still arguing with the Lord, three men came. Then perhaps the Spirit of God spoke to him that, hey, three men are looking for you. Don't ask any question. Just follow them. <laughs> because he knew that if Peter will start to ask questions, it will just disturb, it will, he may not go because they were Gentiles. Hallelujah. And Cornelius, ministry to Cornelius and to the Gentiles would have been delayed. So listen to me, our service our neglect of the things of the spirit has a way of denying people the ministry of the spirit. It also has an implication that it has a way of delaying the plans of God in the assembly 
and in the lives of individuals. Hallelujah. Yeah, it does. That is, what am I trying to do today? I'm trying to open us up to see the extreme importance of this thing. It's not, a, it's not just about, oh, let's just have a nice time. No, this is ministry. And these are ministry tools for the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Praise God. The NIV says, now to each one the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. The common good. Diversities of operations. Amen. I said something on Sunday that it's not everything that we see in, you know, in, in church that we understand at the first time. Praise God. It's not everything. I remember back in the early 90s when we first learned about dancing in the spirit, for example. You know, Agalia and dancing in the spirit. You know, it, it, I wasn't used to such a thing. I'd not, I'd not known it. But I knew it was by the spirit. So I couldn't explain it. So at first, you know, I wasn't yielding well until I learned more about it. And the more I learned about it, the easier it was for me to be able to flow and yield. So perhaps the reason why some of us, you know, like in church on Sunday, <laughs> I was just, you know, like, wow, there's a lot of teaching that needs to be done here. I still saw pe people who are still stiff. Hallelujah. You know, we could have had more utterances on Sunday. We could have had more utterances. Someone says, well, no, it's because the Holy Ghost had no utterance to give. No, God is always speaking. Praise God. You know, but it takes us yielding ourselves and it takes us learning to know that, come, hey, we, this is ministry. Somebody's life, somebody's future, somebody's presence, somebody's situation depends on what I have to say. One says, eh, how about if it is nonsense? Come and say it. The Bible says that let two or three prophesy, let the others judge. But how will you even know? How will you how will you be how will you be profesh, proficient when you do not practice it? Hallelujah. So, child of God, what's my encouragement to you today? Give yourself to these things. Give yourself to the manifestations of the Spirit. It is for the profit of all. Hallelujah. The same God walks through every one of us. And He wants to walk through you. Moses said, Would to God, I wish that all of God's people will prophesy. Has it been made possible now? Oh, yes. Why? Because we now have the Spirit of God on the inside of us. So every one of us 
said, Paul said, all of you can actually prophesy one by one. Praise God. All of you can prophesy one by one. All of us can prophesy one by one. All of us. Glory to God. Verse for 31 of 1 Corinthians chapter 14. Let me close with that. For ye may all prophesy one by one that all may learn. That all may learn. So when we start talking about practicals of utterance, we are going to talk more about this. That all may learn and all may be comforted. To all of you, praise God. So begin to say to yourself, I prophesy. I've got the Holy Ghost. I speak by the inspiration of God. I'm a blessing to my brothers. I'm a blessing to my sisters, both in small gatherings and in large gatherings. Thank you, Father, for the ability to prophesy. I speak by the inspiration of the Holy Ghost. I am getting better and better at it. Men are being blessed. Men are being comforted. They are being exhorted. They are being encouraged. They are edified. It's for the building of the body. So I am building men up. I am stirring up the, the, the Holy Ghost on the inside of me to prophesy. Oh, this I say, give yourself to it. This I say, neglect it not, but give yourself to it. Determine in your heart that you are going to pursue this cause, the things of the Spirit, and that you will see you you will see him use you in in greater and greater and greater measures. It may be a little here, a little there, but you see, when you give yourself to it, he will use you more. He wants to speak to his people and is looking for people that will that will yield themselves to be able to speak to his people all of the time. Oh, don't be so concerned about how people are going to look at you. Don't be so concerned about what people's opinion will, of you will be. Oh, but yield yourself to him, knowing that you are serving and you are serving for the benefits of the people. And uh, there will be much rejoicing when uh, you yield yourself to these things and serve and serve effectively. Men's lives will be blessed. They will rejoice. They will be glad. Oh, that they've got the Spirit of God in the midst of them, actively manifesting himself through you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. We give you praise. Lord, we bless your name. We thank you for your word tonight. We give you all the praise and glory. We receive it with meekness in our hearts. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Praise God.